What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. So this week we had a few curveballs that I am excited happened because it taught me a lot and I get to walk through, you know, this next year um, kind of gleaning from that uh, experience. So I'm currently holding my three-month-old son and I'm going to try to record this podcast with him in my arms. And you might hear some groanings and uh, we'll just see how it goes. And if it gets really bad, then I'll probably pause and uh, re-record. So uh, what's going to happen in this podcast is I'm going to share some spontaneous things that's uh, on my heart and things I've been thinking about. And I'll be sharing at uh, Lifelight this week at uh, the Z8 Youth Night and I'll be sharing some of my speaking notes for that event. I'm going to be sharing a few things that are just on my heart around um, things I've been working on with TLGE for the month of Jan- uh, January and February. And I'm also going to share a little bit about um, skate park ministry and some of my summer plans and how some of those things are uh transpiring. So those are some of the topics I'm going to be sharing on today and testifying about. So thanks for tuning into the podcast and we'll get to our first story. A reading from Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, this will be the theme for the podcast says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. All right, everybody. So thanks for tuning in again and going to jump right into it. And again, just as a reminder, I am holding my three-month-old River Aaron Sozo Stewart. And it's 8.58 in the evening. And this is his favorite time to be awake. He likes to just look around and he likes to uh, practice all his words and all his movements. So I uh, appreciate you uh, being patient as I uh, do what I can to uh, share with you what's going on in my world and my family's life and be authentic and genuine with you as we uh, jump into this. So I am going to start with talking about um, Z8 Youth Night and uh, the topic that I'm bringing to the youth this Friday is around being still and doing from your being. And so this is an idea that I heard recently from Jonathan David and Melissa Helser. They are living in North Carolina. They run a um, school of worship called the 18th, 18 inch journey. And um, Jonathan David shares often in the podcast that, that I listen to from him. 
he talks about the idea of burnout and he shares that you know you're on the road to burnout when your doing exceeds your being. And I remember listening to that in early January of 2020, uh, possibly even um, late December 2019. And when I heard that, it just rocked me. And uh, if you've never heard that, I'll say it one more time. The road to burnout is when you're doing exceeds your being. And you don't have to be a spiritual person to appreciate and practice some of the concepts of that idea. And so I'll jump into a lot of the thoughts I have with that idea in the equipping section and challenge section. But for now, I'm just going to keep on going. So I'm excited to share at LifeLight and uh, a little bit of a backstory. Again, this is kind of the story section. So I get to shout out a few uh, friends and and colleagues that I uh, get to do uh, youth ministry with. And uh, the first one is uh, Chris Crenshaw. And he is uh, recently moved to Sioux Falls uh, in 2019. And uh, this brother is so fun and full of life. Um, He loves his family so much. And I love getting to just get to spend any amount of time with him. He's usually on the go and I'm usually on the go just going after youth in a lot of ways you know we we don't have when we are together we don't have time to just like chat we are intentionally investing in the youth that we're around and so we have never had a one-on-one uh conversation we've either been with um our 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 families so my wife and i went out to uh lunch with um him and his wife and, uh, and we've done a lot of work together. So all that to be said, shout out to Chris Crenshaw. And um, the other that comes to mind um, at, at Lifelight, in, in a lot of ways, it's really First Christian Church, and that's TJ Marler. And um, that's um, the youth pastor currently. TJ is youth pastor at Church at the Gate, and he's... Um, at First Christian Church. And so First Christian Church, for you, those of you who don't know, it is the church that's connected to the new Life Light building downtown. So it's technically one big building. And on Tuesday nights, I help TJ with the First Christian Church youth group that meets in the Life Light building downtown. So um, I spend my Tuesday nights and um, most of my Fridays at the Life Light building. Um, I also do some ministry at the YMCA downtown as well on Fridays. I kind of alternate. The story I want to share is how TJ and I met and how that connection has strengthened over time and allowed us to have an awesome experience with different friendship opportunities and fellowship moments. Specifically, what I want to highlight in this story is talking about how 
TJ and I's relationship was founded in prayer in the simplest way, nothing very profound in the sense of it was scheduled or anything, but I'll I'll explain more how it was the foundation of prayer and how our relationship developed in listening to each other, receiving words without any expectation that I had to respond back with anything profound and I'm excited to share what that looks like. So TJ and I's story started uh, in uh, 2018 and we were both starting new positions at Select Painting. He was starting as a sales associate and I was starting as a seasonal recruiter and I caught him one afternoon uh, before we were going to kind of go our own ways for the day and asked him to chat with me for a minute just to see how he was doing and he shared briefly how he was doing in the position he was getting his tech set up and just getting all things digital hooked up to his uh, work devices and I asked him if he would like to pray I asked him if he would like me to pray him into the role that he was starting and I didn't think that that was a very significant moment. It felt very uh, natural for me, uh, something that I would have wanted in in a lot of ways. And so, you know, the, the good advice is to treat others like you want to be treated. And so I use that naturally. And uh, we prayed, and that is the foundation of our relationship. We really hadn't had any painting time in the past before that moment, and uh, we're working for a painting company. And so uh, our relationship was not painting foundation, it was prayer foundation. And so through 2018, uh, we had different points of contact, uh, whether it was him doing an estimate out in Sioux Falls, and I would be out in Sioux Falls as well, checking on crews, we would be able to connect briefly. I remember one funny story, uh, praise the Lord, this didn't happen uh, the way it could have, but we were talking, and he was doing an estimate, and he had a big iPad that he was holding, and I didn't even pay attention, but he left the iPad on top of the car, And, uh, again, I didn't notice that he did that, but he called me about five minutes later and he said, I just got home or to my next destination and the iPad stayed on the roof of my car the whole time. And, and he was just laughing. And at the same time, he was just like, that's crazy that that just happened because he was sharing that he had just done the exact same thing, I think with an iPhone, Um, not but a month earlier and uh, the iPhone unfortunately uh, did not have the same uh, outcome as the iPad so what I uh, what I really just appreciated in in the little moments that TJ and I got to have in 2018 as um, especially the year concluded he was starting to um, feel called to do more with his college degree, which was youth ministry. 
and we had a um, a staff retreat and we drove together to that and in that I did a lot of listening and tried to ask him questions to get to know him and and it was really obvious by the end of that car ride that that God had just stirred in him a deep awareness and awakened a passion in him and so it's super cool to just have those moments I I hope you get many of those moments where you're engaging a friend or a family member or even just someone you don't know very well and you're getting to just know their heart and and you have moments where you get to just see a a light bulb or see a a a flame of of sorts um just uh get blown on and uh and a fire really take off so uh that was the end of 2018 and um basically right at the beginning of 2000 oh whoops sorry 2019 that was the end of 2019 no i'm i'm sorry I, i was saying it right so 2018 and so um so 2000, shoot, well, this is one of those funny things where I'm five minutes in and I have to decide if I'm going to delete this whole section or if I'm going to just keep on going and I'm going to just keep on going. So for the record, I think I've misspoke. I've known TJ since 2018. I got to know him all of 2019. And so we start again with at the end of 2019, I got to just kind of wait to see what was going to be on the other side of uh, the year. And starting 2020, uh, I believe God just gave him one confirmation after the next that uh, youth ministry was was the right path for him and his family full time and so he transitioned out of select painting and and now he's working full time at church of the gate and with first christian church so that's uh, just briefly what i wanted to share with um with y'all about uh, TJ's and I's relationship and and as I mentioned briefly just a, a relationship on friendship and fellowship and it's super awesome to see someone um, just um, jump into something that they're passionate about I think in so many ways we um, just we don't get to really support our friends as much as we want to in like their passions we kind of have to go along with um, you know, either what their degree is, which in this case with TJ, obviously it lined up, but it doesn't always work that way. There are a lot of people who went to school, I think, who maybe weren't passionate about that thing. They just went and did that because they thought it was the right thing to do. So it's awesome to be able to support people doing things that they're passionate about and they want to give those passions and talents to God. In this 
story I'm going to share and testify to our first TLGE Network event. And that was last week. I was at Park Place Plaza in Sioux Falls. And I went to all the businesses in that plaza. And I asked them if they wanted to give any applications, volunteer applications, or specials to me to display at a booth outside of the plaza for any customers that came by. And so I talked to Fuddruckers and I talked to various other businesses and they all had something to give. And uh, Plato's Closet gave some um, different coupons. Um, we did a deal with Stenson's ice cream and were able to give free ice cream out and there were some other businesses that were involved and it was just an opportunity to be able to display um, for the community at the plaza but also for obviously the the customers that are that are visiting and what we wanted to do was just bring a sense of unity and a sense of um just kindness to uh, the the customers that were coming, and so it was really fun. We uh, from from being able to just bless the 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 mail service that came by and was you know dropping off mail and um, you know give free ice cream and and just share a word of kindness with them. Uh, that was awesome. Um, what I really enjoyed, what I what I felt was the biggest testimony from from this event was going to each business manager of sorts, whether it was at Fuddruckers or at Primerica or at Stenslin's and, and some other uh, at, uh, businesses there, being able to talk to the managers and um, really uh, just let them know that, that we're gonna be continuing to do this and that this will continue um, helping them you know get um, you know, a booth out and, and share job opportunities and, you know, share their specials and have no strings attached. Uh, that, that, that was the beauty of it is, uh, it was really just, uh, an, a, a unified effort to support that whole plaza. And, uh, one of the funnest things that I got to do was at the end of the event, it was again, one hour of having that booth for, all the employers and um, I got to bring free ice cream uh, coupons to every employer so I I gave I don't know what it was 10 to 15 out at Fuddruckers and and four or five out to all the other businesses so that everyone can get free ice cream and just what a cool picture of you know being able to allow um, you know, the, the plaza really to come together and, you know, all, they all end up, you know, going to Stenslin's for a part of, you know, their day and getting to meet Mark, who is the owner there. And, and, uh, just, you know, I think about what would have happened that day if, if we weren't there and, you know, would, would they have all got to see each other and, and would they have got to smile, you know, thinking about free ice cream and, um, I think the obvious answer is probably not. They 
might not have all had that opportunity. And it just goes to show not anything that I'm doing. Um, It's not to boast in what I'm doing, but it's just to boast in Christ wants us to smile. Like God is giving us opportunities to create smiles and start there. And so that was the first event and uh, I'm excited for our next event. It's going to be gathering at the Corn Concert um, next week. And um, I currently have a, a deal uh, that will be ending this Thursday. So if you're interested in um, reaching out to me, you can. But uh, I have a 40% off tickets deal that I'm going to be um, offering to anyone who contacts me. Uh, through Facebook or or however else you can get a hold of me, and so um, we're going to the corn concert, and the reason why we're going as a network is to support uh, some band members. Uh, two of the band members that I know of, anyways, Brian and Fieldy, uh, have both given their life to the Lord, and so before every concert, they go an hour or so before uh before they're supposed to be on stage they go and pray for their guests and when the concert's over they pray for their guests again for about an hour and i've seen that on various uh videos and and it's well documented that that's something that they're doing and and i i I don't know i am not guaranteeing that it's gonna happen the way that it happens on all the videos but I am going in faith, and I'm inviting you know the TLGE network to come with me, and to go and support corn uh, being in our city, and um, thank them for uh, the way that they are sharing hope, kindness, and charity um, all over the world. You know they're they're going worldwide and in, in being able to bring life into you know their their music and um and just show such kindness to their fans so i'm really excited about it i hope you can join me that is next week on the 20th so we're going at 6 p.m to uh denny sanford and uh lord willing they're gonna let us in and uh we'll pray for people so that is what i wanted to share on the events for uh, the TLGE network and now we're going to transition and we will get to our last story for this podcast so I am really excited about the last story and it's actually really hard for me to try to um, get this one concise because it goes a long ways back. So I'm going to do my best to keep this short and sweet, but also uh, give you the meat to chew on it because it's, uh, it's a good one. So uh, I grew up skateboarding in California. I did a lot of skateboarding in Wyoming as well when I lived there and then moved to Sioux Falls and didn't do any skateboarding. That was in 2008 that I moved here. And I picked up skateboarding again in 2012. 
I moved out to Pine Ridge and was teaching at Little Wound School and I saw some skaters going around town and I thought this would be an awesome way to spend time with the youth and share my faith if it came up. And so I bought a Jamie Thomas Zero graveyard skateboard. I didn't know there was such thing as Christian skateboards then, so I had this board that was technically full of crosses but they were like graveyard crosses so it was not the prettiest thing and and pretty funny side story is that I broke that same board like three or four times and uh and I did not understand why I it was it was the funniest little story of I kept sending it back to the manufacturer and just said I like stand on this board and do like one trick and it just breaks and I have no idea why and they gave me a number of free boards. So I started skateboarding again and um, had a mission this time, had a purpose beyond having fun, which is a great reason to start skateboarding, to have fun. It's a great reason to do any good hobby, to have fun, be healthy. But um, if that becomes the end all, then... At least my conviction is that that um, I think that there's always more that can be done with our talents. And so what I started doing is I started riding around with uh, with the boys and girls at Little Wound School. And by the end of year one, I had about 15 students. Um, consistently that were skateboarding with me on a almost daily basis. Uh, by the end of year two, this was uh, now Ellen's in the story. My wife and I are living out on the reservation together. And uh, at the end of year two, uh, there's actually a, a small um, documentary of sorts made by Central Church. And my wife and I are out there and we have about 30 students um, on a almost consistent basis skateboarding with us and and the end of that testimony is when I moved back to Sioux Falls um, I had kind of dreamed and visioned that um, I would be able to get a skate park in the town I was living in and while I had no idea exactly how that would happen um, I just like had that in my heart um but I had no idea where to go with it. And so long story short, I moved back to Sioux Falls in 2014 and uh, came and taught at Harrisburg North Middle School and went out to visit again in, I believe that would have been early 2015. It might've been, it might've been the spring of 2015 because I feel like there was some time that went by there. So spring of 2015, I go back to Kyle, South Dakota, and to my absolute amazement, um, right near my house, there is a skate park that's been built. Uh, concrete slab and ramps, and and the youth that I was skateboarding with were there. And I didn't have to call them. I didn't have to go across town or go out in the uh, crazy... Um, roads to go and uh, to go and find them they were just all there and so there's no more dramatic way of saying that 
Um, it was a really cool moment. It was very special. And since 2015, so five years later, I have, in the best way that I know how, just given God um, all of that talent and all of those um, desires to do skateboarding in Sioux Falls because I've been focusing on my family and, and trying my best to, to be a good husband and be a good father. Uh, I have four kiddos, an amazing wife, and um, all my kids are under five. So um, that being said, what I'm excited to share briefly in this testimony, and I'll share um, an update in a future podcast, but I have a meeting tomorrow. Uh, it, t- today is Monday, so I have a meeting Tuesday uh, with the mayor and with a colleague. His name is Walter Ports. And I'm super excited about how God has brought this together. And uh, what I'll just share briefly is I have a, um, a vision for two skate parks, honestly. Uh, one of them is my skate park vision, um, and that's an indoor skate park. And then uh, coming in agreement with Walter's vision, which is an outdoor skate park. And I see those skate parks being completed in five years. And so that being said, I have no idea how the meeting is going to go tomorrow. I know that there are um, a couple, you know, loops and hoops that we still got to jump through to um, get the skate park finalized. But the big conversation that's going to be happening tomorrow is really what does it look like to unite the city around the need for the skate park and and really coming up with a clear plan for private investors to um, fund this skate park Um, it can't uh, come through the city as 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 awesome as that would be there's a a lot more complication around um, you know city funding, government funding. And so the, 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 be- the best way to ensure we get what the youth want is to have um, private funding. And so I believe the number is right around 1.8 million for uh, the park. Um, I don't know if that includes the land or not, but uh, those will be some things that we discuss tomorrow. And so just a sweet testimony of, um, you know, really in a lot of ways, just Walter and I connecting. Um, what I'll share briefly about that is uh, about a month ago, I had scheduled on on my calendar a time to pray about skateboarding. And that was like the first time I've really ever like specifically laid down a time to pray about it. And that's a bigger conversation about why I'm scheduling prayer times, but I am. And so I had this scheduled prayer time and it's the first time I feel like I've really got to like talk to God about this, um, in a long time. And as soon as I started praying, the best way I can explain it is I sensed in my spirit or in my soul, a porch open up 
uh, it was like a balcony or I was on like a second floor and I just was able to, to see like this um, opening and I stepped out because I, I sensed God say that I was ready. And so I was excited. I, I, I you know, I'm in prayer and I, and I sense him say like, you're ready for this. And um, what's unique about a porch or a balcony is like there's nowhere to walk. It's just like you just go out there and that's that's all you got. You, you get what you got. You got what you get. Sorry. And so I, I just took that step of faith and I said, God, would you please um, bring to, you know, m- you know, my um, my path you know, an influential person who, who deals with skateboarding in Sioux Falls. Cause I had no idea. I had never met anyone who was really, um, a leader of skateboarding in Sioux Falls. And so, um, through a connection at select painting, um, we, we have a, a really good skateboarder. Um, and I met with him. His name's Elijah Bruns. And I asked Elijah, hey, like, do you know any, like, influential, like, adult skateboard leaders in our community? And he said, yeah, Walter Ports. He, he's the head of the Skateboarding Association in Sioux Falls. And I go, wow, I didn't even know there was a skateboarding association. And so, sure enough, I look up the video and um, just this uh, last year, um, Walter and his association have put together a great skateboarding video that uh, talks about the the plans for the new skate park and and so I reached out to Walter on Facebook and asked him to to meet with me and um, and then simultaneously I just took a step of faith and and said I'm gonna email the mayor and I believe that that's gonna go through and 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 we're gonna see movement and so within a week the the mayor's office had responded and they are um they're excited to meet with me and i let them know that um that walter is going to be there as well and uh and we're bringing uh that really good skateboarder that i mentioned and his dad and so we're bringing a family who's passionate about skateboarding we're bringing um the the leader of the skateboarding association and we're bringing myself and, and uh and we bringing myself as a bad sentence, but, and I'm going as well. And what I'm really excited about, you know, in the midst of, there's a lot more to share about this is it's, it's just coming from joy. And, and, and that's really the, the, the part that I'll just leave it at, you know, in, in regards to this, the, the scripture we read at the beginning that it's, it's for the joy set before him. And I can I can honestly say without any um, fabrication in my heart that I'm just doing this out of joy because I really like skateboarding, but I specifically, I want to see that talent be used for the kingdom and for youth to be cared for well and to experience the kindness that, um, that they deserve it could change everything for them it really can so that's the brief testimony that I wanted to share uh, right now on 
skateboarding and uh, the updates uh, will come in the near future. This week's equipping and challenge section, I'm going to keep it short and sweet as this podcast is, um, again, as, as if you've been following along with um, the first episodes of the podcast, I have had guests on and then I have also gone solo. This week's podcast was not supposed to be me solo. I was supposed to have a guest on Saturday and uh, due to illness, wasn't able to make that happen. And then I had a plan B and plan B didn't work out either. And so I am learning as I go that uh, planning guests is challenging and that most likely I will be doing more solo podcasts than I previously planned. So I hope you and I get to uh, have many podcasts together that are unexpected because it is a lot of fun. As I shared in last week's podcast, uh, it took me seven days to record that podcast and um, I was really feeling a lot of, uh, I guess I'll use the, the honest words here, I was feeling pressure, I was feeling anxiety, I was feeling just kind of like a disappointment um, because I genuinely didn't know if I could record a podcast in uh, in the amount of time that I had since I really officially found out that I wasn't going to have any guests on Sunday. So that being said, it's been an honor and it's been a lot of fun to be able to put this podcast together in the time that I've had. Um, and so that being said, this week's equipping and challenge is going to be around reaching out to a friend. I've mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I would strongly suggest that guys talk to a peer or a man who is older than you that you respect and women meet with a peer who is like-minded and one who will you know, share your pearls um, with only you and not throw your pearls to swine. So that's a, a biblical reference where, um, you know, when we share our secrets, uh, we need to share them with people who aren't going to share them with other people, etc. So we're supposed to share our pearls with trusted people. And so uh, whenever I think of, uh, you know, how important it is to to share hard things to share your secrets don't carry them i just encourage you i challenge you just like tj and i built a relationship as simple as it was it was on prayer and it was on honest conversation honest communication listening and i just really hope that that um just is a um you know, one of those things where you just, if you take anything from any of these podcasts that, that you would take that one so serious. I just recently, 
um, sat down with a friend who will, I hope, be on the podcast in the future. And uh, him and I committed really seriously to meeting once a week for an hour. And uh, he's getting ready to have a baby. And I told him, like, man, we got to make like a plan A, B, and C. And so we did, you know, Friday night, if that doesn't work, Saturday night, if that doesn't work, Sunday night. And if that doesn't work, we're calling on Sunday night. So um, as simple as that, make a plan and and stick to it with a friend. The last part I want to share in the equipping section is, as I mentioned, when I um, share this week at uh, Z8 Youth, I will be speaking about the concept of doing from your being. And I want to connect that to our intro verse. Because when you think about how Jesus was thinking and how he was feeling about the cross, he was probably thinking a lot of things, but he was supremely thinking about joy. And why is it so important to do something from joy rather than for joy? And from rest instead of for rest. And from being rather than for your being. So I'm going to break those down just a little bit. Doing things for the joy set before you means you you've already you've already got in a large part you have the joy and you're just reaching out because you know it's there the joy set before him i think it starts to make more sense as i go so we do things from rest instead of for rest So I think about, you know, the way that you think about your week, you know, is Sunday the start of your week or is Sunday the end of your week? And for my family, I know that's been a huge mind perspective shift where we believe in our family that Sunday is the beginning of the week. And I just want you to try to catch this. When God created Adam... He created him on the sixth day. So on Adam's first full day of life, which would be the seventh day of creation, God rested. So Adam, super excited to be alive, if you could only imagine. What's he doing on his first day of life? He's not naming all the animals. He's not making a bunch of stuff. He's resting with God. And so from that place of rest, then the doings of Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, please hear that and apply that to your life. And the last part that I feel convicted to share specifically around the um, from rest instead of for rest is don't live for the weekends, please. 
if if you're living just to get to Friday and Saturday and Sunday, more specifically probably just Friday and Saturday because on Sunday you're thinking about work again on Monday. If you're living just for Friday and Saturday, A, talk to a friend, talk to a family member about <laughs> career paths and you're not stuck. I promise you you're not stuck no matter where you are. There's hope. There's a there's an employer out there who wants to see you come alive with your passions and wants to see you use your talents for the glory of God. So never feel stuck. And so that's my encouragement to you if you do feel that way. Um, God wants to use all of your talents for his glory. And then the last part is kind of going back to, again, what I'm sharing on Friday is, is the idea of living from your being rather than for your being. And that's all about identity, right? So do you know who you are from your being rather than for your being? So let's be people who know who we are, know our identity, so that we're not constantly chasing for someone else's identity. So I am a child of God. I am a beloved son at whom my father is well pleased. President of the company that I work for, it's like painting. He has a tattoo on his forearm that says royalty. His wife also has a royalty tattoo and some of their kiddos have um, like royal names Um, at least the symbol of royalty diadem beautiful powerful Um, so think about that think about just who you want to be and focus on that and 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 if you need to ask for help you know, you can reach out to me. I'm sure there's people in your life who can who can speak words of life over you. Just go up to that most trusted person and and ask them the most vulnerable question you could ask someone. Who am I? How do you see me? And let them just speak life over you. And from that place, start to really meditate on who you are. Don't be afraid. Because once you know who you are, you can really start being. And then you won't be doing a bunch of stuff trying to gain your identity. So that is this week's equipping section. And I hope that it was, again, like I said, short and sweet, but powerful. And that you could apply the things that you heard and that it really could change everything for you. part of the equipping section that I want to make sure I highlight really well is around what does it practically look like to make sure that you're living out of your being 
instead of out of your doing. I heard probably in the last year the idea that we are called human beings, not human doings. And I thought that was an awesome quote, an awesome idea. And I think it fits very well with this idea around making sure we're living a lifestyle of being first and not a lifestyle of doing for your being. So practically, what might that look like? I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I have my prayer times scheduled. And so um, that could be a thing that you could start doing. Um, If not prayer, then something positive. Put something positive at the beginning of your day and something positive at the end of your day that's really intentional and that it's renewing your mind, it's refreshing your heart. And so I have scheduled in my day 30 minutes. Um, Technically, it's an hour and a half total each day where I am really taking care of my heart. And so, you know, that, you know, times, you know, seven days, it's not a lot, you know, it's, it's not even quite 10 hours, but that 10 hours is something I desire to increase. And I think that's a huge practical point, you know, so even if, even if you're in business and, you know, you know that, you know, 5% increase, you know, over a year, that's significant. And, and so in entrepreneurship, you know, uh, any small change in a detail could be a pretty significant change. And in leadership, the ideas around leading people to do impossible things and we have to believe that we can do those impossible things that that takes that takes some intentional thought some intentional planning some intentional preparing for the task at hand and for all those in blue collar trades I haven't done them all, but I've done a few, and we all kind of race against the clock in the blue-collar trade, whether you call it a budget or um, you just have a deadline. Um, You know, we all know that profit and bonuses are are a huge topic in blue-collar trades, and so what I would encourage. You know, if you're in that space of kind of racing against the clock, um, you're waiting on other trades to get their stuff done and it's slowing you down, take a deep breath, take a deep breath and be, be a human being and not a human doing. 
try to fight the temptation to do all day long. And let's start getting some victories, small victories. And can you look back on your day and say, I stopped and I just prayed or I stopped and I said a kind thing to this person or I stopped and just encouraged myself that I am doing my best. And even though the numbers might not show it, you know, the bid wasn't right. And so now your numbers aren't going to look awesome to your boss. Can you still stop and find the gold in the situation? And that, that takes, that takes time. Um, and Matt, I just get an image right now of a, of a sifter. Um, I grew up on some beaches of California and not very often, but there would be a few times where you'd have those, um, I don't know what they are. You, you make sandcastles with them, but you sift the sand. And uh, imagine if you didn't take the time to actually sift and and you just like dumped out the sand and you expect to just find the seashells it's not gonna work as well you gotta you gotta take the time there are quicker ways to do it you know you can you know put the you can dip the dip it in water really quickly and you might be able to get rid of all the sand and and get to the shells faster there are some there are some ways to learn how to be quickly and I think that's a great tool we need that tool as well we need to learn how to be quickly and we need how to learn how to be long um, one of the definitions of passion is long suffering don't know if you know that or not I just learned it recently so the idea of suffering long for something and not just expecting things to not hurt for longer than 10 seconds. So I hope those are some practical tools. I know that that's kind of fast and in your face, but I hope that you can write these things down and really think about it and be a human being this week and make it a goal to say at the end of this week I want to have more documented notes of how I was a human being than I was a human doing before you go for the day or night wherever you're listening to this here is a word from our sponsor and our outro song this week is the father's house by Corey asbury have a great week with over a decade of professional experience in the sioux empire 
Voted number one in local best surveys for eight consecutive years, Select Painting is South Dakota's largest painting company. I am honored to say that while SP continues to impact the lives of their employees and customers as they grow, the company relentlessly aims to deepen their vision of transforming lives growing in excellence. I have the honor of witnessing the owners, managers, and painters continue to practice the values of family, fun, grit, and growth in a way that changes the atmosphere of every job site they work on. In February, Select Painting is offering a special Painter for a Day package while continuing to give free estimates to residential customers. Select Painting is also at the beginning of their recruiting season while hiring positions for commercial and residential for the spring, summer, and fall. Thank you again, SP, for all you do to make this podcast a reality. And that's this week's sponsor. Thank you, everybody, again for your grace and for your support of the TLGE Network. I apologize again for not getting a guest on this week, but I will continue to plan out 2020 accordingly and we'll let God do the rest. So I hope you were encouraged and you feel equipped to uh, go into this week and apply what you learned. And feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. My name is Gordon-Ellen-Stewart. And you can also email me at uh, gstewart at selectpainting.biz. So I hope you have a great rest of the week. And we'll talk soon.